Saturday Night Stop Podcast. He is Chris Marler. I am Connor Okura. Marler. Woo! Oh, you got, wait, wow, you didn't tell me that you were cracking Casual beers. Friday. It's a LaCroix. Oh, okay, there we go. All right, I was going to say. I, didn't, I should have run it by you, but I didn't know Like, I didn't know how you'd, you'd feel about that if I did. just. Like, I'm not opposed to it. Well, and I, maybe there's some vodka in the LaCroix. I don't know. Um, there's not, but yeah, maybe next week we do the drink. We do some drinks going. I think we might have to is if we can get to a grocery store and get a couple beers. I mean, I think that that kind of makes the most sense. It's casual Friday. Yeah. We are you wearing s- pants. I am not wearing pants. I can confirm. I am. I am wearing just shorts and I, I wore pants cause you told me I had to wear pants and now here we are. There this we go. Not a good start. We're doing something today that we haven't done before, but we have kind of danced around. So today the goal is to rank the office characters and we kind of even up to like a couple hours before this we're figuring out what exactly we're going to do hold um, on the, the the goal of today okay is not to just rank office characters this is this is like our gift to the audience okay. episode yeah because we you know we have like you know we always want to have as much content that you guys want and get your input as much as possible but this this episode is going to be like say one thing i'm not going to take my medicine we're not going to be focused we're going to have a very loose fun episode that's purely driven off of what our audience wants, but also the office. We were debating how to do this up until like a couple hours before we came on. We're and still bad at making lists. We are still, why can't we do it? Why can't we just make lists and figure it out? Because well, so originally- You only made 18 people on yours at first, right? So originally the parameters were going to be, um, because you, you once you start digging into this, you can rank office characters up to like 35 or 40. There are so many. Yeah, you many. took it pretty seriously. Well, there, there's just so many other characters who come into this and you're like, all right, am I going to rank like D'Angelo Vickers or something like that? Am I ranking Todd Packer? Who are you Who are you factoring in? Because there are so many main characters and there's a threshold of 50 episodes that 18 characters in the office have been in. And Jan okay. isn't one of them. It, the, the cutoff is between Jan and Gabe, ironically so enough. Gabe has been in I, more than 50. What I wanted to do when I said casual Friday yes. was definitely not have it be super... Like, this feels like it's been a long week. It's been a really long week. Yes, it has. You are correct. Because we put... like I, I'm glad we get to do more pods, but it it is a little bit more work than yep. than we are we're used to doing, um, especially like some of those debates and stuff. So what I wanted to do was uh, just have fun with this one what happened here guys <laughs> is that go ahead here's how here's my version of fun for you <laughs> i didn't take a single note for this i've been preparing for this my entire the doc life. looks like i don't have a single thing by the way will's gonna have to bleep that one too yep. he, <laughs> let a little let a, a four letter s word slip in the last pod that's all right no big deal it happens every once in a while not will's fault um may may or may Ooh, not have but definitely been your fault that's okay it happens yep but I didn't take a single note for this because I'm like, you know what? I've watched in the office for what, 12 years now, something like that. If I can't prepare by what's in this old noggin here, then you know what? What are we even doing? What are we even doing? Can I I ask you why? And I knew that we were going to have some trouble having a a list where we had to put our numbers together because like to this day, I think our biggest fight we've ever had, probably the Christmas episode, but is also Mm -hmm. the office rankings. Like I was legit mad at you for like a week. Yes. Because of the office rankings, and for whatever reason, we couldn't find figure out like the a consensus ranking on it. Um, probably why we don't do as many lists anymore. Yes. <laughs> but but so I'm I, I go look at this doc. There's no there's no title for it. Nope. Uh, it's it's just it's nothing. casual. It's just like yeah, it's, I love it. So but there was all you you started at 18. 
I started Classic at 18. 18, 18 person list. I wanted to cut it off at characters who were on regularly and were on for more than one or two seasons because if you just go by characters who were on the show regularly at one point, are mm-hmm. we then putting plop into the rankings or something like that? We're going to spend That's a good point. We're going to spend all day doing that. So that's why I figured like we got to have some sort of a cutoff. We're going to spend all day. I was going to spend all day. I could easily spend all day doing this. I wanted to just have some sort of a cutoff. So what we decided to do in the end, because I noticed, I was like, well, there's characters that you didn't have on yours at all oh gosh. that were regular characters. And I'm like, wait a minute, we, we got to figure this out because if we're going to be talking about these people, then it's not going to make sense if I had one ranked and you didn't. So what we decided was just to have our 20 characters from The Office ranked. And it doesn't matter if we don't have the exact same people in our right. 20. That All that matters is that we ranked 20. So that is what we did. And do that's you, what do we you mean that when you say it? I mean it 100%. I mean it 100%. So- I have I haven't laughed this hard in quite some time than when when I we were talking about this and you were like well you don't have I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for someone's like you don't have so and so and I was like yeah I didn't I don't like him in the show and you were like he was on 122 episodes I was, and it was like yes I did it took that. me back to like the debate down south thing we had on Monday where it was like but Christian McCaffrey had 434 carries <laughs> it's like so we're going over office stats but no I, I think um I mean like I I, I viewed it as because we, we did so much time and effort into like like putting the actual uh, episode bracket, which as I'm sure you saw, I'm sure you saw in uh, on in the Facebook group that somebody else did that this year. Of course they did. Yeah. So um, I just want to say like like these are my these are my favorite characters, and we definitely have different favorite characters, and there's so many different people and well developed and written like characters in the show that I did like the fact that you said like it has to be at least three. Um, they had to be on for at least three seasons. Yeah. yeah. Because that makes sense, um, but yeah, I wasn't going to, uh, I wasn't going to back down this time. Let you bully me into my rankings. So I deviated. I ended up deviating from that. By the way, I put a character, um, at least one character, who was not in there for three seasons. So you'll be able to figure out who exactly that is. But this is just. I'm going to change one of mine right now. So suck it, bro. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. This is going to be really hard. Why? That is not oh, what you're supposed it, to say. Goodness gracious, Marler. I had it. I put it on a tee for you sitting right there. Not right a good there. Start Friday. Goodness not a good start. gracious. I went to Chili's man. for lunch and, and had right. a couple drinks and fajitas, so oh. I'm not focused. Here we go. Goodness gracious. All right, before we get into our rankings, can you first tell us about our friends over at Bet Online? Oh my gosh. I'm like, I thought this was going to be uh, a healthier time for me to not be betting on a lot of things. And I, I told you this on Monday. And I was like, hey, guys, check out the poker um, over here on betonline.ag. Definitely go to betonline.ag. Set up an account today. It's a great way to pass time. And as I told you guys before, that's how I paid for my second senior year of college. Well, just uh, just a series of, of events that I, I feel like forced me into doing this um, or is why I started playing poker again. And that's because, uh, one, I had the BetOnline account. And then, two, Ali bought me a new uh, computer monitor. Looks really like, nice. Yeah, it's like 27 inches, which means, I'm, I'm just off the top of my head here, I guess I could play in like eight different tournaments at a time. Maybe you don't need to play in eight different tournaments at a time, but definitely go play in one. Maybe we do like an SDS pod tournament. I don't Ooh. know. Um, so, anyway, go to betonline.ag. They've got you covered for all things sports, which sounds weird, but there's still stuff. There's a cornhole championship on Saturday or Sunday. I'll be betting on it. Most money you have ever won at the poker table. That doesn't include craps. That that just twenty two fifty. Twenty two hundred fifty dollars. I fit, that was because I, I would just play tournaments, so I would just 
and then the one that like I would play in a lot of tournaments where I would win around like I would make the final table a lot, so I would make like around three to seven hundred dollars on these on those tournaments. Um, but what I like the 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 one that like still stings, I guess, is because uh, you know my friends I told you before from high school, they all went out there twenty one and and came back with like a half a million dollars. Jeez. Like several of my friends won, like they got second and ninth place in the uh, in the actual World Series. But um, I, one of the guys we were in Candler's uh, suite with at um, at the Georgia LSU game, he won a million. He won one point one million overseas when he was like eighteen or something like that. Anyway, um, I finished nine spots shy of getting a free ticket to the main event at the World Series of Poker on a Sunday tournament once. That nine is, spots shy. That is painful. That is really yeah. really painful. All right, Marler. Do you want to dig into your rankings first, or would you like me to go first? What you make the decision, whatever you think is best. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start down from 20. I'm gonna go all the way 20 to one, and then we're gonna break some of this stuff down. We'll talk about some of our big discrepancies. Talk about our top five stuff like that. That sound good? Yep. Keeping it casual, no big deal. At 20, Gabe, aka Gabe Wad. 19. <laughs> this is gonna. There's gonna be a lot of disagreement with this one. 19, I like this one. 19. I have Andy, uh, Nard Duck. 18, Toby, a.k.a. the Scranton Strangler. Uh, 17, I've got Oscar the Grouch. 16, Aaron. 15. Boo. I know. We're gonna dis- that's that's going to be one we're, we're going to have to circle back on. 15, I have Angela. 14, Phyllis, a.k.a. Mrs. Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. 13, Stanley. 12, Meredith. 11, I have Karen Filippelli. Shout out to our. She was on for three seasons. She oh, because of like that was the one. She's the one that was not on for three seasons, but I put her on here anyways after we changed the the criteria for the. Shout out to our producer Will, who texts us all the time about how much better Karen is than Pam. That Will will die on it's that. Wrong. Hill. It's it's factually incorrect, but yeah, Karen. You're exotic. Was your dad a GI? <laughs> Can't say that, Michael. Can't say that at all. Uh, Ten. I have Ryan. Nine, this is a huge disagreement. I'm surprised it's as much of a disagreement. I didn't think that this character was this controversial, but at nine, I have Daryl. Eight, good old Jan. Jan Levinson Gould. Ugh, magnificent beast. Seven, I have Pam. Six, I have Kevin, a.k.a. Kevin's Famous Chili. Five, the most efficient character in TV history, that is Mr. Creed Bratton. You've got a very good top five. Number four, Kelly Kapoor. Number three, Dwight, a.k.a. Dwiggett. Number two, Jim Halpert. Gumby's got a better body than you. And number one, Michael Gary Scott. All right, Marlon. So maybe maybe since we didn't do a consensus rankings, maybe what we do here is get the audience to vote on who had the better list. There we go. We'll put out, yeah. a, we'll put out a graphic to see, kind of compare our side by side. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I like, I like that. that. So here's what I had. I had... Um, and mine is definitely different. So 20, I have Jan. Big 19, disagreement I, on that one. We'll, we'll get I to mean, that. I mean, she was, she was like, she was kind of exhausting at times. And I hated that she made one of my favorite characters miserable the whole time. True, but all you're, you're 100% right on that. I gave Jan love because she is the focal point of my single favorite half hour of television ever. Oh, God, yeah. Dinner party. party. Yeah, it was, I mean, sure. Um, I've come more around on on enjoying that episode but i still say it's not it's it's not that great um 19 i, I put daryl in instead of stanley so i so i don't really think that either adds too much to the actual 
what are you laughing about? I'm not, not laughing at anything. I'm not laughing at anything. Think, I don't think they either one of them add like a whole bunch to the show itself. Like, it, which sounds weird because Daryl was on for like one of the longest characters of the entire entire show. But I, maybe just because I've been watching season eight lately, I just his attitude mm. like his attitude you know, season eight sucks. Yeah. Yeah, and so and then Stanley. I don't. First off, I'll say right now, I was a terrible salesman. There's no way you can convince me that Stanley would be good at selling things. How is he? He's on. He's constantly doing crossword puzzles, which like I don't know how he didn't get fired. Anyway, regardless, the only time I really liked Stanley was when he was like, "Good evening, ladies. We're new in town. How about a cocktail? Would you like to go dance in the night?" Okay, that's that's pretty good. Florida Stanley is good. Stanley is also yep. responsible for a couple of the best lines ever in the show. I think. Boy, have you lost your mind? Because I'll help you find yeah. it. When he the, says the, that to Ryan, that's pretty good. The stress relief episode is like purely based around him. Yes. Which is pretty good. But also, I just I don't, I don't think he was that great. Daryl, what made me mad about Daryl was he, he had this like arc as like a character where yes. you thought he was going to be a mm-hmm. main uh, person. And then I just didn't like the fact that he had this like crappy attitude for most of season eight. Then he got, got with Val, which was like this. He, he, remember that? That hated was this. You're right. You're he right. kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and that was like an actual personal like, off-camera issue with like like I can't remember his name. Right Craig now, like the actual actor because he went through like 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 some depression and stuff like that, which is not like I mean that's that's obviously terrible, but his character it obviously impacted him, and he he just like kept getting like I guess like. You wanted to pull for him because you felt sad for him, and then he gets Val, who's like great to him, and then he he Irish goodbyes everyone, and then manipulates her into breaking up with him. I was like, who who do you think you are, dude? Daryl was I, I one of my big frustrations with the, with seasons eight and nine is how poorly Daryl was written in later because in season seven when they're naming a replacement for Michael. Daryl was kind of the fan favorite. Everybody mm-hmm. was kind of, it felt like everybody was kind of rooting for him to get that job. And then all of a sudden, yeah. like season eight, they're just like, yeah, he's going to stop caring now. And they're like, what? And okay. there's so many parts of his story that like they didn't, they would like bring up and then never come back to. Mm-hmm. Or they, or like they just didn't develop at all. So I, I just, I had a hard time with that because, because then, you know, at the end, he gets, he gets pissed that Jim doesn't get him a job. And then Jim does get him a job. And then he ends up just like taking that job. And, and I, I don't know. I just, I, I didn't. I wasn't always a huge fan of Daryl. Like, anyway, so to have him higher than that, I have Todd Packer at eighteen, strictly because, and he's a terrible person. But the fact that in this time of TV, where you could be so over the top, like he wasn't, he was a modern day Champ Kynes. He was like mm-hmm. a, a more, like a, a more predatory yes. Champ Kynes. Like he just the stuff he was he would say on the show. There's no way you'd get away with it now. Um, but so I had him ahead of them. I had Toby at seventeen. Toby's kind of underrated. Toby, the thing, okay, so the default is just to put Toby in as last, but if you factor in, all right, Paul Lieberstein's a really good writer, and he mm-hmm. his, some of his writing makes the show. I realize that's not part of this, but whenever Toby would come on screen, I'd be like, all right, Michael's just about to rip him, and I'm, I'm enjoying right. this so much. So Toby adds comic relief in that sense, and the whole putting his hand on Pam's leg thing, which was super cringy oh, and awkward. But then, like, the Costa Rica storyline that that happened. The Goodbye Toby episode, probably in my top five or six favorite yeah, episodes episode. ever. I and think, he's at um, the focal point of it, yeah. The, uh, it was it was funny that they kept trying to make the HR thing such a focal point, like, like a, or, like, a theme. Like, even when, uh, I think, when Jim was interviewing for, um, like, corporate, he was like, you know, You'll love everyone here except for so and so, who's the yeah. guy. He's the worst. <laughs> um, 
Toby was pretty good. I, I like Toby. I, I think my one of my favorite things ever from Toby was when they did the uh, the deposition and he they're reading his diary and he's like, uh, "Who's Ryan?" He's like, "It's it's like Jan, but equally as hot in a different way or something <laughs> like that." And he's like just dying laughing about it. Um, so at sixteen, I had Oscar because uh, especially later in the seasons, Oscar was really funny. He was really funny. And I, I thought there was like some some lines. I thought, oh, and the fact that he kind of picked up the pieces when Angela fell apart, I was that was nice, even though he ruined her marriage. Yeah, Oscar um, is well actually guy though, and nobody likes well actually guy. That is true. Um, let's see here. Angela, I had at fifteen. Do we have so the same, I rich- same ranking for Angela, by the way, both at fifteen. I think I might be too low on her because she also has. She's not. Con- I consistently hate her on the show. Mm-hmm. She's the worst. She's the worst person. But there are. She has. I would say probably three to four of my top favorite lines of all time. That 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 part where, where she tries to hire a hitman on Oscar, and then she's like crying outside. She's like, "Jazz is stupid. Just play the right <laughs> notes." That's one of my favorite lines of all time. Um, so then I have Phyllis, which I honestly should have below Angela because Phyllis brings nothing to the table. Same ranking, so, fourteen. Yeah. Um, so this is where things got different. Thirteen, I had Moe's. You know, Moses is only, I think Moses is only in like 11 episodes or something like that, which is crazy. Definitely Mike, would not know that. Michael Schur, who's the, who's the writer, writer yep. on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Parks and Rec, uh, writer, creator. He's like the common denominator of some of the best sitcoms, plays Moe's, and he is yeah. very, very funny in that role. He, like, he, there's so many, every episode he's in, I feel like, it's almost like a bearded creed. Like he, 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 <laughs> his impact, even though he doesn't do hardly anything, he's so weird and creepy. Like when Pam and Jim stay at the, at the shrewd farms, or whatever, yes. like the, the bed and breakfast. And he's just like running and he's of course like the straight arm, straight leg run. Um, and that line when, uh, what's his name? Dwight was like, yeah, ever since such and such happened, he stopped sleeping at the foot of my bed. <laughs> it's like, uh, those two are hilarious. Um, also the it's Moses and say this, but the line about Moe's when, Dwight is trying to figure out if Angela's kid belongs to him. And he's like, unless somebody taught Moe's sex, that baby's a shrewd. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's pretty good. So then I have Kevin at 12. Kevin is, like, I almost feel bad for the actual actor for that because he's, like, a pretty cool guy. Brian Baumgartner's very, very funny, yes. Big Mizzou guy, actually. So Mm -hmm. it's the only SEC tie on on the show. Um, And he's funny, but after a while, I just started believing he was stupid. <laughs> like and I, I also wondered how he got a job, and then it, it, I remember it kind of upset me that after he got fired, he became a bartender. I was like, "Damn it, Chris!" Um, <laughs> Kevin's famous chili is one of the best cold yeah. opens, though. That that alone is, I mean, like just one, and it's so quick too. It's just a minute, and Kevin just slipping around and falling in the chili. That will never make me. That will never be one of those things that I just kind of like gloss over. You get excited, Kevin's famous chili, and that he goes into it that the onions are going to get to know each other in the pot all right i'm done right well and there's there's also like in the beginning i felt like they were trying to make him like this like lovable loser where he was kind of cool and he was like he he was on the basketball episode and he you know he was like buddies with uh with jim his gambling stuff obviously i resonate or that resonates with me because it's hilarious when he's like constantly trying to like bet on stuff um but yeah like then that kind of switched like what was the episode where he's like it's just nice to win one Oh, wait, like, after he got, um, they were trying to get the parking spots back at uh, yeah. from WB Jones, and they're he and Andy. I will quit. Yeah. So help me God. But but then it just became 
his whole character just was him being the punching bag. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The butt of the joke. It's still funny, but um, so eleven. I have Andy because Andy was awful. Let's, just let's talk about Andy for a minute. We we have to. Um, Andy is frustrating from from a viewership standpoint because you felt like they just never knew what to really do with him. If you follow his character and the way that it has changed throughout, I, I disagree. His, I think they did, and then they. I know why they stopped doing it late because of the the hangover stuff. He shot three movies while this was going on, and at the time, it really frustrated me. Apparently, if you actually listen back, there was a little bit of frustration with some of the characters on The Office, but apparently he was flying back and, and taking red eyes in order to get back to shoot episodes of The Office. Yeah. He still missed some of these, but obviously a huge opportunity and a massive role for, for Ed Helms in his career. But like, yeah. I think they had bigger plans for him and they just kind of fell by the wayside when they're just like, oh, he's just going to go on this boat ride in season nine that was, and then he's just going to disappear. And it's like, okay, I guess Andy and Aaron's not going to happen. They couldn't figure yeah. that out. And it was that, that part just frustrated me so much. And oh, he, you go back to the beginning, how much his character changed and how bizarre it got the ups and downs. I just, I, I hated pretty much every storyline that Andy was a part of. See, I, I disagree because I thought they did a really good job of making you. Anytime a show like develops a character where like, like it's why I used to love Walking Dead because you would get so invested into these characters. They did such a good job of the character development. Andy, I I've no people like Andy. Like I, these idiots and like douchebags in the South that are like, what's Gabe says? Like like you're constantly dressed for brunch. Um, <laughs> like like always have like some kind of salmon or like the lobster uh, stuff like on his like on his his pants. Uh, anyway. He drove me nuts, like, the first season. He was awful. And then, but, like, he was still funny because you hated him. Like, like bears, not bears, bees. He's, like, he's like beers buzzed, waitresses <laughs> hot. So I, I thought he was funny because, and they did a good job of, like, somehow turning the corner with him and making you actually root for him. Him and Angela was the worst. Him and Angela was tough, and they, I feel like they really didn't address that later on. Um, and that, that storyline was just, oh, they're going to have this weird parking lot duel with he and Dwight. And then it just, nothing ever really happened with that. After. Yeah. Andy's, Andy's frustrating for me just cause I, I was ready to like him so much more than I actually did. And I just felt like every time they built him up, they would just let you down with something right after. Maybe that's not so yeah. much on Andy as it is on the writing, but I don't know. I just, I never could get on board with him as a character. I loved how much he overreacted to stuff. Like they're playing Call of Duty. It's like, what are you, what are you playing with? He's like sniper rifles. Like, are you, t- what? The saboteur? I'm gonna kill you for real. Like just, <laughs> it's true um, now. Yeah, the, the whole thing. The uh, yeah, he he's got a lot of funny characteristics. I, I feel like I worked with people like that that were just like, they would flip out and be like everything. I'm gonna go to the break room. Anybody want anything? Yeah. No, you psycho. Um, okay, so then after Andy, I have Kelly at ten. Which, if this was based off of like people important to the show, she would have been top three or five because of how great of a writer she was. I love Kelly. She just annoyed me so much. Um, and she has a lot of. There's a lot of like intricate parts of episodes that you don't notice how invested she is into her character. Mm-hmm. Like I watched one today where it was uh, Robert California was asking them to like pitch a big idea, Ugh. and Stanley's doing that stupid thing about like you hear it all the time. Your woman comes home and the paper's too too like what do you call it, like rough or scratchy or whatever. And Kelly's in the front row just like nodding her head like, yeah, uh-huh. Like fully, <laughs> fully believes it. Um, but she just, she just drove me crazy. I like Kelly because I think she, I think she breaks up some of the seriousness of The Office because 
Pam and Angela and Phyllis are all kind of just yeah. like down and nobody really adds energy from, from the female perspective. And I thought Kelly was super relatable on a variety of fronts. Like she was almost considered kind of like the basic character if there is you, one. You related to that? No, I mean, I, I think that she's a little bit more relatable than somebody like Angela, who, mm-hmm. you know, Angela is just, you know, holier than thou type yeah. of attitude. But I like Kelly. You shouldn't because... joke about that. <laughs> I love the Kelly and Ryan stuff. I, to me, even down to the end when they they leave the baby there at the end in the finale and they run away together, it's just it's so perfect. I think yeah. Kelly is Kelly writes herself well, which helps. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you you know you find out that she wrote so many of those episodes too, but I think she's kind of essential. I think she adds a little oh, bit yeah. of like a little bit of that like just fun, energetic good one-liners every once in a while like the thing with uh with daryl she's like daryl philbin is the most complicated man i've ever worst met. relationship out of like that's not, <laughs> not like daryl like he was like in the worst relationships like throughout the entire the entire all nine seasons no she, she's a really good character she's funny like when they did the secret santa and she got the, the twilight poster yeah oh my god jim <laughs> um okay so nine this uh, this is gonna surprise people i had gabe at nine wow and, and i'm stunned the, by that he's he's the worst like I would never want to be friends with Gabe, but he is so brilliantly comedic, comedically brilliantly written, and and the lines that he has are hilarious. Like I was watching today, and he's like, "Get this, you have to call me by my my full name, Gabriel Susan Lewis." <laughs> um, like it just some of the stuff he does, it's so over the top, uncomfortable, and I feel like I know people like that, where it's like, "Please, please, God, stop!" But also, don't because we're gonna make fun of you behind your back. Um. And he's so cre- like his relationship with Aaron, where Aaron he's like, she's like you, I thought you didn't like having sex with me. You said it was like hugging a bag of bones or whatever it was. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's he's just really funny because he's he's got he's just so awful. There's Chow. nobody that wants to be friends with him. Oh, he says Chow. Oh yeah, Gabe, come on, man. The uh, what was the one where he did the um, he tried, he got into like weird films, and it was like, what, oh, yeah, what is this movies. even about? And he was like. He's like, well, maybe they don't. There is no plot because even a narrative could be considered comforting. I was like, get get this off the TV right now. Um, so eight, this is the one that you probably hate. I, I have Nate. He's one of my favorite characters, and and I tell you what, at the end of like seven, eight, and nine, when you have like those seasons when, like especially eight in the first part of nine, where they were kind of struggling with some of these episodes and it just wasn't as funny as it was before. He was a bright spot in a lot of episodes that weren't funny. Like the, the Daryl thing, the cashmere thing. Oh my God, Daryl, thank you oh, so yeah. much. All right, that was pretty when, good. When he got like his, he, him being so ignorantly dumb, I, I, it's, it's so funny. Like that, when, so when Daryl and Andy get to the fight, when he's trying to hire like warehouse guys, and he's like, also, I don't know if I told you this, but I, I, it's not that I can't hear. And he's like, this doesn't involve you at all. Like, no one's talking to you. And, and then he keeps going. I was like, what did you say? He's like, literally nothing to you. Like, I, I think he's he's hilarious. The fact that Dwight was like, we got to tell him his mom died. Oh, God. Again? Oh, she's oh, she's going to make a recovery again? Like, I, I thought he was he was really funny. I'm surprised you had him um, in the top eight, though. That's 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 high praise. That's, that's Some of my high. favorite seasons he was, he was in on a lot. Um, seven, I have Ryan because he was, like, he... He was so awful the first like couple of seasons. Like you wanted him to be like a bro with Jim, and he just wasn't. He was just like he played being full of himself very well. He played like the the like financial district cokehead. Oh, to perfectly, a T. perfectly. They actually his went half to Jim beard. And, 
Jim, um, John Krasinski and BJ Novak went to high school together too, which is the, that's the ironic thing of all that. Yeah, he's Ryan's character, like Andy, takes a bunch of different twists and turns, but they don't try and make Ryan into like the main storyline, with the exception of when even when he goes to corporate, they don't make it like where he is the main driving force. Yeah. Whereas like Andy, they're just like you're going to be main character top yeah. storyline this is really going to drive the episode and there are just so many frustrating episodes that came with that whereas ryan i feel like when they made him corporate and they had you know the night out episode was so good launch party was awesome where michael's Lynch. like i'm gonna turn this around. i will i will throw up i will okay i'm gonna throw up i will if i if you make me go back to script that's what i'll do um you resemble I, a tolkien character <laughs> No, so man, my mom, I gotta cool. go. My friend's getting beat up, but he's cool, man. He's cool. Like <laughs> he he was like working as a bartender in Buckhead. He was like to a T. So many of those dudes. Ryan also has. I think this is my favorite office line ever. So they're not steal what I was gonna say. It's I don't I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Does it involve a, a certain character um, named Stanley? Okay, no. the part where uh. Stanley says, you know, I don't know if my. <laughs> If I continue to live this way, or I continue you do this, this so way, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to live that long. And then Ryan chimes in, and he's like, "Oh no, Stanley, you'll live forever." That's my favorite, so my favorite funny. impression you do. Oh gosh, um, no, I agree. And then so Ryan became like, and he's a really, really great writer as well. And mm-hmm. the fact that he was writing his character to be this like super douchey hipster that like at the time it was so congruent with how people were i feel like in real life where it was yeah, like true. the Smokey robinson thing i hated mm-hmm. when people would do like on on facebook and like you know and kind of freak out about some stuff and like it was like, especially when you're like your 20s like you don't like him yeah like what are you talking about and then him still being so overconfident despite how like like with meredith said he's like recently I worked on a bowling alley tell us some of your bowling stories <laughs> so when he when he had a what do you call it? Like there was, there was one episode where it was, oh, um, they were trying to set up Pam and Jim's friend with somebody, right? And he was like, oh, just what kind of car does he drive? I was like, not his mom's. I was like, yeah, probably because his mom's not a Nissan G3 or whatever it was. He was like, <laughs> okay. Like his overconfidence of that was was still hilarious. And oh, what was the one? The, my favorite line he was ever in was when Robert California said he hated the Black Eyed Peas because it's for – it's. It's pop for people that don't like rap. It's rap for people that don't like <laughs> pop or whatever. And, and it's like, and and he like looks at Karen's like, yeah, spot on, spot. On. That was Ryan's hilarious. like, yes, yes. Like Ryan just had an epiphany in that moment listening to yeah. Robert California, which nobody should ever have. No, All Robert right, California. Tell us to get through these. Robert California um, did not make the top twenty. Did, never, yeah. If there were if there were seventy five characters in the history of the Office, Robert California would not make the top seventy five. He I can like. That. He is exhausting after you watch like more of those. Like the that's even the one where they they did they went through his house, like and he, he he's just so over the top. It's like God, God. Anyway, I've, so six, I've said this before. James Spader is my least favorite actor in the history of of television. The worst. Oh, well, yeah, mine's the British guy from The Patriot. But anyway, <laughs> um, Aaron at six. Aaron was like such a breath of fresh air, and she got along with everyone. She kind of like found her voice a little bit like on the last season, and she finally stood up to Andy. She's so stupid and so funny about everything she said. Like so, some of her lines, and you feel you feel for her because she's like a foster kid, and she like like the the airplane, the paper airplane episode was hers. Like when she's like talking trash to what's his mm-hmm. name. Um, but there was like like there was like one one episode where she said uh, she's like you know I was pretty upset because Andy left, but then I remember that song from Bob Marley, "No Woman, No Cry." <laughs> um, 
she's she's just really funny. I like her. Then top five, I have Pam at five. Four, I have Michael. Surprised. Because he's he is what makes the show, but he's so frustrating sometimes. It's so over the top. You see, you've never had a corporate job like this where it's like th- those people are. It, it's like it's like you're in this this twilight zone of like how how do you not see that everyone hates you? Like how do you not see how like how awful you are? But that's what's so the arc of his character is so incredible, and I I to this day I will always defend season seven, and I think yeah. it's so well written because it's almost like the the maturation of Michael Scott, where he figures out all these things. You even have the woof.com episode where he realizes that Ryan has been scamming him this whole time and he's a massive fraud and Michael yeah. finally realizes that. Or the episode where Todd Packer is like, hey, you know, probably need to just come down here and, and you know, ditch, ditch, yeah. ditch your woman and just come down and be with me in Florida. And he's like, no, I love Holly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick this out. The, that sounds great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All of what he went through in season seven made Michael so much more likable to where if you watch that episode that he leaves or even the, the last Dundies and don't get choked up. Oh, I cry every time. No, no other character on that show would do okay, that for so me. So let me, let me change this. Let me put, let me put Michael. I'm going to put Michael at two. You're right. Okay. That was, that was, I, I missed that one. So um, I'll put Creed at four. Creed is the most underrated character. I think maybe in TV history. Most he efficient is, character ever. Every he like he's so outrageous with some of the stuff he like he says like this the stress relief thing when he like comes off the top rope and is like I saw you in the parking lot earlier that's where I know you <laughs> um, like there was a murder you're a suspect he's like okay give me a second to settle in I'll be right back like like he his his character was so all over the place and weird and like you know um, like he he wasn't I don't know how he had a job there but he still did have a job but it was cool to see at the very end he kind of tied everything together. At like like on the finale, mm-hmm. and also he was in the grassroots. Yeah, Creed's very very talented. Uh, yeah, very talented artist. If you ever listen to uh, the Office Ladies podcast that um, Angela Kinsey and uh, Jenna Fisher do, very very good. Where they do a bunch of recap episodes. They they recap the entire series of The Office, and they have Creed on all the time because he is neighbors with Angela. So it's oh, very wow. good. It's very good. So like Creed is, I've, I've listened to a little bit more of that and hearing Creed on that has made me appreciate him even more. I had Creed well, at number given, five. He's, I think he's got to be in the top five. Yeah. If we're giving shout outs to other podcasts, also check out Roll Said Roll. Just saying. There we go. Just saying. Um, all right. So then I'll, I'll put Jim at three. Okay. And he, I tell you what, man, he was like my favorite for a long time. He lost so much favor with me with season nine. Mm-hmm. And he was, because he was like, everyone was pulling for Jim. And in like the beginning episodes, and he was always like the, he reminds me of my buddy Jeff. He's like the calming presence in the room. And he's always the, voice the one. Of reason, like the, yeah, yeah, always, always. Um, and you don't understand why he's smart because he doesn't seem like he would be because he grew up in that town. He's he's selling paper. He knows he's underachieving, but he's still like one of the smartest guys in the room. Um, anyway, so I I like Jim a lot, but that last season, I think I finally realized that he was not the best character on the show. He, he's like the best character for like he's vanilla ice cream. Like Jim- he's that's. Seasons one through seven, though, is, I think, a clear-cut number two. I think he's, yeah. he's a clear-cut number two for best characters on the show because if, if he were... And the way that I kind of treat some of this is if this character were all of a sudden off the show, how much would yeah. it upset me? Part of the reason that I put if Kelly Stanford so high... If Stanford didn't have Jim Halpert <laughs> on that 2015 team. Part of the reason I put Kelly so high is because when she's not in season nine, all of season nine, I was like, oh... 
that's kind of a bummer. I, I miss I miss not having Kelly's yeah. humor there. And if you had all of a sudden taken Jim off the show and John Krasinski came out and said, you know, he was he would never leave the show kind of a la Steve Carell just because The Office gave him everything he ever had. It wasn't a dig at Steve Carell or anything, but that's why he was willing to kind of stay on even though he was blowing up during this show. And I think it, the struggle with him and his character was, was like, and a lot of people say this. got too hot for it. Well, I think that's part of it, but I think there are a lot of people, and Brandon Marcello, who I, I think does really, really good work covering Auburn for 24-7 sports, but he said, like, The Office is bad after season three or season four because, because once Jim and Pam got together, then it's just like, oh, no big deal. Oh, by the way, we kind of skipped over Pam, by the way. You had Pam at five, I had Pam at seven, but... That storyline, which is, in my opinion, the greatest love story ever told on yeah. television, once that storyline is kind of over and then they're just like, oh, they're a married couple, they're a little bit more boring, it's not as exciting. I disagree that the show, with the people that say that the show fell apart after they got together, but if that's all you're watching yeah, it for, take. if that's all you're watching it for, I get why you'd be kind of a little bit meh on Jim, but I still think that he drives the show, and if he, if he would have left at any point in season eight or season nine, the show really would have fell off, off the face of the earth. I'll say right now, Jim Halpert is an American hero, and and I I watched the the wedding episode before I proposed to Allie. I will still cry every every time they they go to Niagara Falls, and and like this like what was cool about if you like really like get into the backstory of it. What one thing like that was why they were so believable is because they really were so close like off off camera mm-hmm. like when they both when they both went to like their audition um and they like remember they said like the directors called him and said that he like he landed the gig the first thing he asked was like who's playing pam because he wanted to like, make sure it was jenna and they, they just had like such great great chemistry they were hilarious um and he he also added a lot of comic relief but um yeah now that like it's becoming like everyone's watches the reruns constantly over and over and you can there's only so many more things you can nitpick I hate all these hipster comments about like Jim's a bully or like you know they should have ended after season three like shut up no Jim, um, the Jim Dwight cold opens take those away from the office and what is the office I don't know I I, I yeah. think that those are are so so great the Bears beats Battlestar Galactica that's never going to get old even the classic stapler in the Jello I mean all the stuff yeah. that he does to Dwight I thought sending him on the the high wire act where he had the wires connecting from his desk all the way down oh, yeah. to the office and he's like oh don't worry about him I got up there just fine like well, all the stuff was, that he it does it was great is, to see him become like they became like best friends too which was cool like yeah. they, they wrapped it up really well so i had jim there i'll put michael at two and and I've, I've this is like more of a recent development for me dwight Schrute is my favorite character and and he is so rain wilson is is one of my favorite just people in general like you know it, he the rams just cut todd Gurley. oh that's that's random nice little break yeah. into stick to sports marlar stick to sports uh, yeah my bad so there, dwight is just he's so out there and ridiculous with everything he does. And I just like, the more I rewatch it, the more he's my favorite character, even in the early seasons, because he's so over the top different from everyone. Like, like when he's like the, the Christmas scene where he's at Benny Han, he's like, what you want to do is grab it by the beak, <laughs> insert the, what do you call it? Into its neck. It's gonna be a lot of blood. Um, I just, I thought he was, he was such a, like he, he was like, not a rigid character like they kept him in this very strict like parameters of, of who he was because he was he's not a likable person you wouldn't want to work with him but as the seasons went on i tell you what as soon as he stopped being such a dick when he bought the building after that kind of shifted mm-hmm. 
he became what my favorite character because he was he was just like you could tell that his personality was coming out through the through the character and some of the stuff he was saying was like I'm trying to look for some of the quotes but uh yeah I mean he's he's hilarious I almost had Dwight at number two I almost did I really almost had him ahead of Jim I did it I had Dwight at three but the more you think about it if you think about Dwight's relationships with the main characters all of them are very, very entertaining for different reasons, right? Like the, the Dwight-Michael dynamic is great, especially in the early season. Some of the stuff that he does for him and just the nonstop worship. The drug testing episode where he gives Michael his own urine. Oh, my God, is yeah. amazing. I mean, it's incredible. The relationship that obviously Dwight and Jim have is it develops over time, and it, it, it's great. And I think it's it's somewhat timeless too, because even in the later later seasons, they still have some great moments together, down to Kelly's birthday and them being on the party planning committee together and having to figure that mess out. I love also the Dwight and Pam relationship. Yeah, when when Dwight has the concussion and Pam is sort of taking care of him, and they become friends that day, and it's this weird, bizarre thing. So Dwight's relationships with all these main characters are probably better and a little bit more of like, oh, that's that's kind of nice, maybe than any other character on the show. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, and then like <laughs> the fact that he's like, like what what's her name at the at the very end, like the really hot. Like Amish farmer woman. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I yeah, know what you're talking about. But there's there's so many lines, and I I think maybe that's why I have like now Michael and him at one and two when they have their little asides, and you know that these for the most part aren't always scripted. Like the best ones, I feel like were never scripted. Steve Carell had so a like, lot of good improv lines. Yeah. There, yeah. So him saying stuff like, "Yeah, sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. <laughs> don't ever do anything in for any reason to anyone." But like Dwight saying stuff like he always had. Like you felt like he he hit his punchline, and then there was another one right after it. Like when he would say like the uh, what was the one thing he said about um, yeah nostalgia is, is a it's one of the the biggest weaknesses for humans second only to the neck. <laughs> um, and then what was it? He said something else about women, and he's like I forgot what it was. I think it was when Pam was pregnant, but he brought up how uh, how they were like weak, and it was like something about emotion. But then he brought up like their arms or something like that. It was it was just he he was always so funny. The eyes are the the groin of the face. Yeah, yeah. Say. When he fought himself, what's new in martial <laughs> arts this year? Um, yeah, I, I just, he was so so far out there that I th- I'm trying to find one of these, uh, like the yeast infection comment. Probably oh, why, probably because we're downriver from that old old bread factory. Um, I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's I think he's 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 the best character. Dwight with the late late seasons. If Dwight goes away, and that's another one. That's another. He one. was the glue. Oh, he was. He held a lot of that stuff together down the stretch when it got. Rough. He was so, the glue of the whole thing, in my opinion. Along those lines, you have season rankings now. You yeah, you run through these. these. I th- I think that we're we're very much on the same page, so we don't have to break down a ton of these. Yeah, season rankings. So I'll just do it from from first to last. Three, four, seven, two, nine, six, five, one, eight. I like how you went nine six. That's good. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, yeah, nine is underrated. Four. I know you don't like it, but uh, nine nine has its moments, and nine nine still has some some bright spots. And I like the build up at the end. I don't have a problem with that kind of being at the end. I think most Office fans would say three and four are the yeah. sweet spot. I mean, it gets really good, and then I agree. Four, I, it makes top me three. still mad to this day because they had to cut it short because of the writer strike, mm, and that yeah. was when you felt like they were really hitting stride, and it was becoming like like the Jim and Pam thing had just finally happened at the end of season three, and now you kind of thought this is what. Like, those are so many good episodes in that season, and it's, like, the shortest season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, I, I don't 
think I would change a single thing about any of these, which is okay. we have our first consensus ranking that we agreed on. We did it. 100%. Yeah. It happened. Well, Mars, and that I, was good. I thought that was, uh, I mean, that was fun. I'm glad we had to do that. We'll do, uh, obviously, more stuff next week. You guys tell us what topics you guys want to hear, and we won't spend 45 minutes talking about The Office for those Parks who don't rec? watch The Office. Parks and Rec characters, maybe? So Parks and Rec is, is really good, and it's a perfect segue into Fourth and Wrong. But Parks and Rec, I think, from a character standpoint, top to bottom, Parks and Rec has better characters than the yes, office. Yes, I agree with that. I agree. But with I'm that. not as as invested into my favorite characters on the office or as like on Parks and Rec as I am on the office. Parks and Rec will go down as one of the best collections of um, of actors on a TV show at one time ever. I mean, ever yeah. it is because everybody was blowing up kind of around the same time when that show yeah. was really hitting its peak, and then you had Rob Lowe kind of get a second life doing that and. I mean, Adam Scott is just so, so funny in Parks and Rec. I agree. I always um, say that and Saved by the Bell, the college years, probably the uh, best two yeah, casts of all time. Right there. Um, okay, so let's get into fourth and wrong. Uh, and this was the original idea that we wanted to do for this, for Casual Friday, which is like extended fourth and wrong. Almost like how, I don't want to give the same by name, but that very big sports media company up in the Northeast does uh, answer the internet. Oh, Barcelona. yeah, yeah, yeah. Barcelona yeah. does that. All right, um, we'll give them credit. Just, we can credit we'll get, where credit's due. We'll get weird uh, and and just answer whatever questions you guys want to throw out there. Um, like this kind of episode would be perfect for like the Shreveport stuff. Mm, yes, yes, it would. Now that I'm leaving, yes. let's talk about it. So yes, it would. Um, we have ten questions. A little bit extended, fourth and wrong. Ten questions uh, for fourth and wrong this week. We we'll should call it first and ten instead. Ooh, that's good. Even though we did it last, it's fine. Um, all right, first and ten. So here, the first question. Fourth and ten. Uh, that's a false start, and you know how I hate pre-snap penalties, so I'm, I'm going to freak out. Okay. Uh, from Austin Foster, what would you name your racehorse if you had one? Easy. Cloud Guy. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. It, it was either going to be Cloud Guy or something like um, Into the Clouds. You could see like, Into the Clouds, coming around the corner, Into the Clouds, something like that. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, maybe, maybe a little bit more of like a verb with clouds, I think, okay. would work. Um up into the clouds. No, that wouldn't work. Something cloud-related for sure. Yep. What about you? Um, Glua Tunga Vailoa. Okay. Because horses become glue. Yeah, that's a little bit... It's more than terrible, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, Black Beauty Judy. Oh, okay. That's... Like Jerry Judy. Yes, yes. Uh, not um, my Aunt Judy, who had the um, right. contraception story. Not her. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, roll Clyde Roll, like Clydesdale, even though they're not Clydesdales. But what about Clyde Edwards Lair? Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, Clydesdale Edwards Lair. I like that a lot. That's really good. Then I would have Joe Burrowbred. Mm. Like Thoroughbred. It's a stretch. Or or just spell Thorough with an E-A-U-X. Yeah, that'd be good too. That'd be good. Yeah. I think that'd be a little bit more um that'd be that'd be a little bit easier to, to say. Yeah. A little, little bit more understandable, I think. Um or maybe like Meek Phil. Mm. It's like the Phillies. There you go. Um, all right, your second question from Mickey Sheremy. Who was your favorite fictional athlete growing up? Got a few. Of course you do. Um, let's see. Rocky is all time. I mean, I was I was probably too old when I realized that Rocky wasn't actually based on a true story. Um, I think I was in high school when I when I figured that out. Oh, like um, Santa? Like, what's wrong with you? No, I mean, I was I, so I didn't watch Rocky until seventh or eighth grade. I think I was. What was a little the first one you late. saw? I think the first one I saw was Rocky Four, and then I went back and watched oh, yeah. Rocky One to start, 
And then that's probably why I like Rocky Four so much because that was my my well, real best movie ever. But the problem with watching Rocky Four first is you don't have that that attachment to Apollo Creed yet, and you need yeah. to really appreciate his death. So when I went back and watched it again, I was like, oh my gosh, I should have been heartbroken watching this. I watched Rocky Five first. Oh, because it was like on oh. HBO at my stepdad's, like when we were like growing up, and I, I remember watching like one weekend we were there, and it was I, I didn't know one through four. So I was like, this is a good movie. This is about boxing. Why can't he speak correctly? That's like, okay. and then, so then we went back and watched one through, I remember I was like 10 and I, I bought my dad a note to get him for Christmas. I bought him the, like the box VHS set. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, he said he liked, are, like the movie Rocky. Really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And he told me after that, he said that, uh, he, he didn't like movies cause he never liked to rewatch them. This was, keep in mind, he had over 110 Bama games that he had taped on VHS tapes in the in the entertainment center but what? yeah so I watched Rocky one two three I thought was pretty underrated I like three a lot because like I was so young that one and two were so slow and and one is kind of really boring. slow really really slow I I tend to think that three with, with Clubber Lang is good but it could be better um i i don't know i i just think that three kind of gets lost in the shuffle just because i thought four was so well done four I, was four, awesome four kind of gets a little bit of a bad rap it's got more of a cold who, who said what i think it i think it didn't only get like one and a half stars at the time or something I, like that. if that is the case i will like lose faith in humanity because rocky four is one of like a top five movie just period it's, yes. a, it's an hour and a half long it's yes. shortened to the point it's like it's it's the perfect guys movie it solves anyway. the cold war what's not exactly. to like about it exactly um, yeah, and like I talked to my buddy about this who's from Philly a while ago, and I was like, can you imagine how long it took them to shoot like these movies in the streets of Philadelphia? Because people in Philly are the worst, and you know they had like oh, start yeah, over that out, yeah, Co- yeah sure. constantly. Ooh, um, okay, right. good one, real quick. Uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez, favorite oh, professional yeah. athlete growing up. He's another good one, and then I guess Willie Beeman's not something that oh, I wow. I mean, not as a kid. I, I saw that movie a little bit later on, I think in high school or something like that. But that's still kind of growing up. Um, any given Sunday, good movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Benedict the Rodriguez. So uh, Roy Hobbs from The Natural. Oh, that's good. That was that's a big really one good. for me. Um, I'm trying to think, like, because like, I was, I just was, I, I, I liked those. I, I liked like Disney movies, but I always get to this day. I still get frustrated with like all. They always get baseball movies wrong. Yes, they do. That is true. Uh, what about so, Charlie Conway, Mighty Ducks? Yeah, he wasn't my favorite player though, because he like I. I I identify with him because he had that weird family dynamic. Mm, and yep. he, but like, it was weird to be that from two to three, two, two, he wasn't good enough to be on the team. So he had to be a fake coach. You know, yeah. I, let me get into this real, real quick. And I've, I've referenced it before, but to this day, Mighty Ducks 2 is the most unrealistic movie in the history of this entire country. Oh, I don't care, but yeah. I love every bit of Thanks, it. Man. And they, they get, they get me hooked because just in the same way that you feel that sense of patriotism in Rocky yeah. Four, you feel it in D2. Because I... Trinidad and Tobago don't have a hockey team? I don't care. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And you know what? A little scrappy team from Minnesota that finished last in the no, TV so... division can totally go and represent the country. And yeah, Gordon once... Bombay can be on Wheaties boxes. It doesn't matter. It can happen. Believe He got a DUI. And it was a court-ordered... A court order. He had the beers in the in the car with him. It was a court ordered deal where he had to go coach this terrible hockey team. They won the rec league hockey team, and then for the second one, they were like, "You know what? We're we'll, we're gonna sprinkle in some culture. We're gonna have we're gonna have a cowboy. We're gonna have a Hispanic kid from Miami. We're gonna have a girl. We're gonna have an Asian figure skater, yep. and then we're gonna pick up this this young black kid 
who's apparently playing pickup hockey in Compton in the early 90s. Okay. Hard to believe. If you if you never did the knuckle puck as a kid growing up in the I 90s, did that all the time, yeah. Yeah, every single person that ever that ever played roller hockey did the knuckle puck. Keenan Thompson, very, very good in that movie. Yeah, but if you tell me that, that like, one, kids are playing pickup hockey in Compton in the early 90s, that's not real. And then, two, if somebody accidentally hit a shot over the, like, the fence and it busted some guy's windshield... You tell me he wouldn't get mad. He just picked it up. and was like, "Alley <laughs> Just kidding. I have a lot of problems with the movie. A lot of problems with that movie. All right. Uh, third song. All or third, third question. <laughs> all songs exist, but they are all performed by Pitbull, or only one Pitbull song exists, but it's performed by every artist with their own cover interpretation. The second one, and it's not even yeah. close. That's a good question from Mickey, but I would love to hear John Mayer sing about Mister Three Hundred Five. Oh, God, that is the worst <laughs> sentence you've ever said on this podcast. So do you remember like when Pitbull really, really blew up in like the early 2010s? Yeah. And and as the songs like he was like that were getting big were blowing up, he's he almost all of his lyrics are just little like stolen lyrics from other songs. Yeah, he is essentially what Lil John was in the early two thousand early to mid two thousands. He kind of just took that and made it his own brand. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. Like he's got some that are pretty good. Timber, I'm a fan. Of Timber, I'll say that. I'm we, to Timber was part of our our wedding mix song that we did. Like we did a, a breakout dance. Like yeah. my wife and I had like this this dance plan that nobody knew about. And Timber was the last song of it. That song still. Started. Oh, there's like multiple songs. Oh, there was four songs. Yeah. How long? There's videos going. There's videos. Oh, God. It's good. It's really good. It was, um, like, it was like two and a half minutes. It was pretty solid. I just can't wait to get drunk at my wedding and ask the DJ to play uh, Dixie and Delight seven times in a row. Yep, that sounds good. Um, fourth question. You can go back in time, but you can only affect one SEC player's life. Who do you affect and how? We're going to have such different answers to this. I always say all the time, because I don't have a team, I like people in this business. You know what I would do? I would go back and I would give our buddy, CD, Chris Doring, I'd give him that national championship back in 1995. I would just let him have a different day than yeah. the 62 to 24 result that they had against Nebraska. Just let CD get that ring. Let him have that that national championship. Because yeah. our guy Hester, he got to win a national championship, and he's a legend for it. And not that CD isn't a legend, he's an absolute legend. But CD, I would love to see him rocking the ring that much more and he, confident. He needs a confidence boost. He he totally does. Yeah. He you know that guy just is always wearing shirts, always so self-conscious about his body and all that this, stuff. So I just texted him before we started because I got a Facebook memory. This is the weekend apparently 2 years ago that I met him cuz like oh, it was like okay. it was when the uh, the Sweet 16 was in town. Um and we bonded over his hatred for somebody who used to work with us. So oh, or work okay. with you. Um for me, I know everyone's assuming I'm going to say Cam Newton. Hey, and you're, oh, you're kind of right, um, but so I I would one I would make Cam Newton just follow through with one hundred eighty thousand dollars that he was trying to get from Mississippi State and go to Mississippi State. The, the one it, it, a thousand percent happened. It was literally on tape, and it makes no sense to me to this day that they did. I whatever he what ugh, anyway anyway. I had to walk out of the room the other day while I was watching Saturdays in the South, and Allie was like, "Hey, this happened ten years ago," and then and then she made the mistake of saying like, "But like, hold on." Did he cheat? Like, why would they let him play? And I was like, you want me to tell you the story? Because I'll tell you the story. It's tough. Tough day. Uh, here's, what, here's what I would say, and, I, and I'm not making a joke when I say this. Trey Matthews. Trey Matthews would have knocked down that ball on 4th and 23 or 4th and 18, whatever it was, 
mm. at the, the prayer at Jordan Hare. Yep. Because I cannot stress this enough. Bama had won three out of four national championships. They were undefeated. You had A.J. McCarron. They were so good that apparently things were falling apart on the inside, but whatever. Even if the kick six happened, it wouldn't have mattered if Auburn lost that game the week before. We still would have won the SEC West. We That's still would have gone. We would have gone to the SEC championship game, played Mizzou, would have beaten Mizzou. And and I know how good that Florida State team is, but that's at a time where you have 45 days to prepare and Saban's going up against his former assistant, Jimbo Fisher. True. Never thought about it like that. That's okay. I, I think I'm about it every little, day. I'm going to give you a little bit of credit for that. I did not think you were going to go the kind of more indirect way about making sure that Bama could still play in another national championship. But but I think that was besides a Cam Newton, there's not a person that I had, I feel like impacted my life as a fan more because he he didn't knock that ball down for one, and ended up transferring to Auburn and embarrassed himself that that whole Leonard Fournette tackle. I thought you were going to say like Hunter Renfro just runs out of eligibility instead of catching a game winning touchdown pass. Is that too soon? Sorry, that was well. Bad. I mean, I probably would have not impacted him. I would have affected whoever ran the the pick the illegally pick, yeah. on yeah. Tony Brown. That's probably what I would have done. All right. Anyway, so. Um, five, if you could make something from your past popular again, what would it be? This is pretty simple. I might have answered this before, but I have a closet full of jerseys. I feel like the 90s were a different time in terms of social acceptance when it comes to wearing yeah. jerseys. When I say that now, you make a face. You're like, I, know, you I know that your jerseys, jerseys probably are all terrible jerseys. I'm sure you have a few Whoa, good ones because you're a good okay. sports fan. But I, I guarantee you have multiple so, Horace Grant jerseys. I don't have a single Horace Grant jersey. I don't. If I could purchase one, I would. I have Horace Grant t-shirts. Those are different. I okay. have a Jason Kidd Suns jersey. Right. I have okay. I have a Tracy McGrady Magic jersey. I have a Zach Thomas Dolphins jersey. I have a Charles Woodson jersey. I have an Ernie Which, Banks throwback. I need to get the Ernie Banks one. That's good. Um, the uh, the Charles Woodson ones from the Raiders. So that's. Black and white, but yeah, you know, silver and. Silver I feel like black, jerseys but. can be cool if they're if they're like, if if they're unique, not just like a generic. If you're just wearing like a eighty dollar that's not embroidered, like you just pick it up at Dick's Sporting Goods, like Julio Jones jersey, or that's a bad example, like a Gronkowski jersey. Like I don't like like make him make it something like unique, like a, a player you haven't like a you know like a what's the word I'm looking for here. I don't know. You know I don't know. Saying. But in the 90s, it was more socially acceptable for adults to mm-hmm. wear jerseys, whereas now it's kind of like, eh, I'm pretty much just keeping those in my closet, and hopefully one day I'll be able to like have you know some sort of a man cave where I can get all of them framed. That's my, my end game goal. I told myself after I basically like I left high school that I pretty much wasn't going to get rid of any of my jerseys because you never know what can happen with some of these people. So I don't know. That's I, my, my thing I want to bring back. I always wanted to get a bunch of uh, throwback basketball jerseys of like random players, like mm, okay, like Latrell Sprewell. Um, he played at Bama. Um, just I just I don't know, just random players. Uh, so like I don't I don't want to say Sean Kemp, but anyway, so Sean Kemp. Would the, be good. the one that I really wanted to get was uh, Michael Jordan Dream Team jersey. And it's available on the internet. You can get that. Yes. So, but like to get like the actual one that I wanted, so they have the white and gold one and they also have like the red, white and blue one. So mm-hmm. this is one of the worst things I've done. I don't think I brought up on the podcast before. Uh, in February, there's two, um, uh, fest, uh, what are they called? Uh, why am I trying to put this? Oyster Fest in Atlanta. And me and my friends, when I was working at Houston's, we got really 
day drunk on a Saturday and my phone had like a crack in it and one of the my friends that I was with actually knocked out of my hand, did not do a, a significant amount more of damage, but I told her it did because she said that she would like pay me money for to fix the phone. So she gave me like 150 bucks and instead of buying a, a new phone, I bought a gold and white Michael Jordan jersey. That was just a hair too small, and I was never able to wear it confidently. Wow. That's so then, you know what? That's karma. That's karma right there. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. So then, my so I still had it too because I I love that jersey. And then I I my ex like the only nice thing, the only good thing I think about her she she gave me the actual legit red white and blue dream team jersey from like the ninety two Olympics I guess. And he was number nine too. Jordan was number nine. Yep. So I was like so pumped. I love that jersey and. I had it in my closet of my old apartment that I had subleased like two years ago before me and Alan moved in together. I remember. And the guy that was living there, loved him to death. Now we're, we're friends again. We weren't for a while. He twice brought two girls home, I guess, and gave them that as like their shacker shirt. Wow. Like both of the jerseys. That's never, that's never okay. That, his airness no. would not appreciate that. Anyway, uh, what do yes. I wish would come back? I don't know. I, I wish that uh, Ecto Cooler. I wish the juice boxes were like still a thing. Ooh, or Mondos. We've Ooh, gotten into Mondo worlds before. are good. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see here. If you could force an SEC school to change its mascot, what would it be? I need to get out ahead of this. This isn't the SEC, but everybody agrees Clemson's mascot is an atrocity, right? The tiger you mean, like, costume. The way it looks. Yeah, just the, the the costume in general. It sucks. It's the worst. I hate it. It they need a new costume. The the GoFundMe campaigns have been started. Clemson's yeah. mascot is just terrible. But if we're talking SEC, I kind of think Auburn should just switch to the Eagles. And I know, I know. Ooh, look, wow. I get it. Tigers been a thing for a long time, but there's tigers everywhere. I have to write about Auburn versus LSU all the time. It gets really confusing. You got already got the Eagle mascot. Just you know what? Just go with Auburn Eagles. It still sounds good. Sounds it still nice. sounds I mean, first good. First, that's War Eagles. I know, but Auburn Eagles still would sound good. I just want everyone. It doesn't sound good at all. I I, I want everyone. We better not. I better not get any of the pushback on what you just said. Auburn even fans, I with that. Auburn fans, I love you. you also, Auburn is like the best mascot. He's like one of the best mascots. Well, I'm just saying just the the, the name of it. Like, yeah. I would just change that aspect because there's just so many tigers. There's a billion tigers, yeah. and they already have a really cool eagle. Just go with it. That's fair. Um, so I would say, for me, um, oh, just, uh, the Stanford Cardinal and tree thing I don't get. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I think it's A&M for me. Don't hate like, on Reveille. I love Rev. I love Rev. I just feel like there's some things like I don't understand the the dude cheerleader things. So yeah, that. see, that's like a different part. That's like the second level yeah. of the mascot. Whereas like Reveille is like that's the main part of it. It's just a good dog. Just a good dog. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a good dog mascot. Support all Tennessee, of them. Tennessee having a dog and also being the balls. You know what? Honestly, I wish I could take like a pen and pop that stupid, weird, creepy ass uh, 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 Nebraska blow up doll thing they have. Herbie. Yeah. Whatever. He's, he's terrifying. Of um, the uh, I, I would also like to see Alabama just get the the live live elephant. Yeah, yeah. 
We need to make that happen. I, yeah. If you can have Bulldogs on the sideline, I don't know. I know. I know, PETA, you've already got the, the letters written to Alabama ready to go. Right under the me. second they do that. But you know what? Who wouldn't love seeing a live elephant? And an elephant's not going to get taken out like a bulldog. I love bulldogs to death. You know this. But an elephant isn't going down if somebody goes into the elephant. If anything, the player is going to get hurt if it goes into the elephant. The elephant's going to yeah. be fine. I feel like an elephant, Check having an elephant up. on the field would be like the equivalent of, like, you know how Ralphie runs out on the field? Mm-hmm. Like, you would be Ralphie. I would be, like, the elephant. Like, he would be like, all right, we're going <laughs> to just, just, just hold on. I just stretch, and then we're gonna go. We're gonna take the team out on the field. I'm a little hungover. Okay. Ralphie's Next good. question. Um, best food that you used to have to eat in college when you were poor that you'll like. I like. I said college. Like I wasn't poor until like two years ago. Yeah. That you'll be making when all the rest of the food runs out. Probably Campbell's chunky soup. Yeah, that's that's the one I come back to. It just like that's I know I made you the... with all that heat in Florida. <laughs> yeah, we don't need we don't need a whole lot of soup down here. Um, it's. Uh, not not my favorite thing in the world, but I used to have that in college a pretty decent amount because it was just so easy, just so so easy. I mean, just open a can, put it in a bowl, microwave, boom, done. I mean, I I don't see myself getting to that point. We haven't gotten to that point yet. Yeah. We have, we're, we're like stocked on food for the next couple weeks where we'd be fine, but I I don't know. I'd I'd, res- I'd rather have tuna than that. I, I like tuna though. We've discussed this Ugh. before. So for me, it'd probably be eggs. Like I, 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 eggs are in the fridge, though. So, I have eggs every day. That's what I'm saying. Is that why? Why are you saying eggs are cheap? It's my, it's my answer. My answer because eggs are cheap, and and especially like like you know ramen is really cheap, but there's like no protein in it, and it's like super full of sodium, and you can get like PB and J stuff, but like eggs are like the the closest thing to having protein, some sort of healthiness, and also like I I just don't I don't get excited about cooking, so it's like. I'm going to crack them. I'm going to put them in there. I'm going to put a, like a, a, a lid over it. And then I'm going to like put some bread in the toaster and just throw it on top. Sounds like you need some Texas Pete, my friend. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, let's see here. We have three questions left. What was your first rap CD growing up? Which rap song do you know every word to? This is from Mickey. And I, I was offended by this that he said just which. Like there's only one. Yeah, um, I knew every word to Forgot About Dre on 2001 by Dr. Maybe. Dre. Like I said, had that CD way, way too early. What's the third line that, that Eminem says? He says, anyone some anyone trying to bring trouble your way? What's the line he says before that? Because I've never understood that line. Something, something in WA. Yeah, something like that. And it's like the bloody resolve, way. Want to resolve things in a bloodier way. Oh, you're the man. See, every word. I've been waiting to hear that for 19 years. Good for you. Yeah. That was the first one I don't know. And I knew, like I said, I had a, an older cousin. Everybody has that. Maybe it's an older sibling, older cousin, whatever it is. Somebody that gets you into stuff that you probably shouldn't be into just yet. My cousin was uh, well, six just years just older. Yeah, okay. I mean, just just music, a lot of hip-hop. I was listening to Notorious B.I.G. when I was probably six, seven years old. Um, that probably shouldn't have, but oh well, learned some stuff. My first rap album I stole from Media Play, and it was 3-6 Mafia. Um, oh, that's a good first one. The Sippin' on the Scissor album, whatever that was, with Gangsta Boo on the inside. And then, so this is the, this album I had and 400 Degrees from Juvenile, because that's what I got suspended the last day of eighth grade for, for selling burned copies of yeah. it. Um, rap songs that I know all the words to. I So I love rap a lot. And, mm-hmm. and like some of my favorite, probably my favorite part of rap is just the incredible lyrics. Like Jeezy is one of my favorites. Uh... His line and put on, what? He's from Atlanta. Yeah, my old regular. When he uh, when he had the line and put on, when he said, um, 
Oh, why am I forgetting this now? Uh, Passes to the red bone. Her weave looks like some curly fries. That's just, I mean, come on. It's fantastic. So I don't know. There's, there's a lot that I, I know. I feel like a lot of all the words too. My favorites? T.I. maybe? Oh, also Homer. Like ASAP motivation? I, I don't I don't know. Um, some old school, I guess, 365, like who run it? I don't know. Just, I, I, my favorite, like that I knew all the words to was Freaks and Geeks from Donald, Donald Glover. How about that? Oh, that's pretty recent. Yeah. That's really um, okay, next question. We have two left here. Between the two of you, who would be Leslie Nope and who would be Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec? That's from David Carter. There's not a direct comp for this. We're, we're mm-hmm. not that type. We're, we don't fall into, like, is there are elements that I think of Leslie Nope that we both kind of have? You're like off the walls, a little bit more of the hyper personality yeah. type. And I'm like sometimes also where Leslie would be like, I didn't sleep last night. I just worked and I did this, this, and this. And she's all always super organized and about work. And that's kind of what I tend to gravitate towards a yeah. little bit more. And then there are elements where like- And I hate paying taxes. <laughs> <laughs> there are elements where I, I think with with Ron, I mean, Ron is so unique. I don't think that I would I live that way because I actually kind of like care all about the my surroundings and stuff. Yeah, I do like all the bacon and eggs. Son, I don't think you understood me. <laughs> I want all the bacon and eggs. So um, that's but that's probably the only real significant similarity. I, I don't think I can go mustache like Ron does. That's it's impressive. I think. It's it. If we had to gun to the head, had to choose one, I think you would be Leslie and I would be Ron. I think just because think of the fact fair. that, like, just like from, but you're you're spot on. I, I said this to Allie the other day. It's like where, like, I think all TV shows or maybe movies you identify with like one character, especially mm-hmm. if there's like a whole group of them. Um, like if, if we were picking The Office, I, we'd probably both say Jim, right? Um, I don't know that I'm that I'm Jim like. Okay, I don't, don't get into a deep dive of this. I thought that was a simple, simple question. But let me let me continue with this answer. <laughs> um, so I said this to Allie the other day. One reason I love this show is that I feel like there's parts of every character that like I identify with. It, like April is, yep. uh, she hates everyone, and I from working in the bars for my entire life. Yeah, I've heard that, sister. Um, Aziz and sorry, spending beyond his means. Yep, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, You're the only Andy. One I, Andy is the the similarities are there. I think as well. I'm about to drop a, a very bad word. I'm you're like Andy. Early, you're er, you're on the early seasons of the show right now, right? Yeah. Wait for the later seasons of the show and and watch the entire show. You will understand that more. I'm not saying your early seasons, Andy. Chris well, I Pratt, mean, to be fair, like, later. Early seasons, Andy is not far removed from what. Chris was in like 2016. <laughs> it's not. It's not far at all. Like there was some line I watched the other day when he was like, "She's like, what do you want to do tonight?" He's like, "I don't know. Figured you could watch me play video games. We get hammered, drunk, prank call people." I was like, "Date night." Um, <laughs> it's a good episode. Anyway, just watch that too. So, last question here uh, for our first episode of Casual Friday. Simple question: What is the greatest or just your favorite TV character of all time? FYI, mine is Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Runners up are Dr. Cox and Scrubs and Malcolm Reynolds and Firefly. That's from Bradley Zane Zimnack. That's a good one. Ron is great. I, I'm always going to be biased towards Michael. Um, that's, yeah. that's always going to be one of my favorites. How about this, though? I don't think we've ever brought this up. Johnny Drama from Entourage is so funny. So yeah. funny. I mean, like... Once he kind of leans into it, go back and watch that show. And I haven't watched that show probably in like seven, eight years, probably like not since I graduated college. I don't think I've watched that show. But Johnny Drama had so many good laugh out loud moments of that 
of that show, even when there were times when I'm like, all right, this is totally unrealistic. This isn't very good or well-written. The Entourage movie was not good at all, no. but drama is so funny. He's, he's up there for me. There, there's probably a few that I'm, that I'm forgetting right now. Um, yeah. So Michael Scott is, is, is a, obviously it's tough to go against that. Um, so for me, the, he, he has some good ones listed here. I, I have to, I have to hand to him. The Ron Swanson ones. It's so unique. There's just not another character like that. There's nothing like Ron Swanson. Yeah. Um, so, man, mine would have to be, I just thought of this, and now I can't think of it right now. What the hell? Um, Were you going to say I, Game of Thrones? No, but I'm glad you brought this up. It would not have been Game of Thrones. Uh, it was from Walking Dead. Mm. And it probably would have been Daryl from Walking Dead or, um, or maybe Rick from Walking Dead. Because that that show, I've never identified, or not identified, I've, I've never been more invested into the characters than like any other show. I, I, it was so good for the first six, seven seasons, and then now it's awful. It's just, it's there's no payoff. It's just miserable. But um, I can't believe it, that so was, I, I have no idea why. I, it makes no sense to me. But apparently that's what the comic, the guy who originally wrote the comic book said. He was like, yeah, there's no ending for it. Yeah. But there was, like, my favorite thing to do back in the day was I would, I, I had to bartend Sunday night, so I would come home, and I didn't have cable, so I would just either steal someone's Netflix or cable or I would just buy each episode on iTunes when it came out like at 12 p.m. And I would stay up and have like, you know, a glass or two of bourbon and watch it. And I, I would be up out of my seat screaming and hollering um, for that one. And then now I remember one I was going to say. Number one of all time, Larry David from, from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a really like, good he's, one. God, he's a riot. So there you Show go. Show making a comeback too. That was a lot of, a lot of TV in, in one episode. But that was the thing of it. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, no, I, I got that. Uh, Casual Friday was a great success. Hopefully everybody has downloaded, listened to every podcast that we have done this week. We are TBD on our next debates down south. I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to shoot from the hip here. I'm going to ask you what you think about this idea. Maybe we'll come back to it. Do Sean I, Payton I... has, Sean Payton has coronavirus. Does he really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yikes. Add, add another to the, to the list. Um, what do you think about the idea of doing a debate about best SEC running back duo of all time, the Ronald no, Brown, you, Cadillac Williams against... Let's do something you haven't written an article about. All right, fine. We can do let's do, let's do the... Um, what was the one you, you brought up last week? Let's do the, the back-to-back championships. Ooh, I don't want to okay. do back-to-back Bama stuff. If, I don't want to do that. But like, if, So if we can think of another one. But I, I like the idea of, and Connor brought this up last week, of what was more impressive, the Florida Gators back-to-back basketball championships 06-07 or Bama's in 11 and 12? 11 do you want to do 11 and 12 or do you want to do 64 and 65 or 78 and 79 or do you, you and just 12. let me know um but i i, I don't necessarily want to do a, another bama one so if we yeah think of another one like we can do that as well maybe maybe one? we just do uh do you want to just do like should Darren mcfadden have won a heisman trophy oh i like that one a lot okay let's let's we'll do leave that up for the audience but I, I think we should plant like lean towards that one i think yeah that's that is Currently, barring unforeseen changes, that is what we will go with. Should Darren McFadden have won a Heisman Trophy? That what means, game are we going to watch? That's not for adjustment more. Oh, you want to do adjustment more. Oh, that's a good question. That's a really I, good So question. I have a recommendation. Somebody tweeted this this morning. And it's I, I, this is one of the first games I brought up when we, we first had this idea a year and a half ago. 2013 Georgia LSU. Mm, man, that's really good. I... I I feel like, okay, so I want to be able to hit on other fan bases as well. And I know that we just did. 
We just did the Georgia one. Uh, we, yeah. we have done LSU with 2007, the Florida LSU game as well. Connor, I didn't even think about that. I just wanted to do another Georgia uh, themed podcast. I just, oh, I, oh, okay. You were, you were joking. Um, we no, do I was being options. serious. Okay. We do have some options. Um, 2010 Auburn LSU. Uh, Cam runs away from Patrick Peterson. We could do we could do SEC championship 1995 Kentucky Arkansas basketball. Oh, basketball. We could do that while basketball is still on the minds of people as well. Could do 2015 Arkansas Ole Miss the lateral. That might be a good. That's pretty. What about the 2015 Ole Miss Auburn? Ooh, that'd be good too. That was because that had one of the most crazy, incredible moments ever. Why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? 2015 Ole Miss Auburn. That's that's how this little peel behind the onion for everyone. I haven't said that in a little while. Um, that is how we make things work. That is how we plan things here at the SDS Podcast. But thank you to everybody who has listened to this, who has followed along. Please continue to give us feedback, what you liked, what you didn't like. And the good thing, you got three podcasts this week. Guess what you're going to get next week? Three podcasts. Four. Oh, no, three. that's not – we're not – maybe, maybe eventually. So all jokes aside, and I know I've said this before, but I can't stress it enough – the only reason we're doing three podcasts a week with there's nothing going on is is for y'all. Like, I mean, we love yes. doing it. Obviously, we love our jobs, but like, um, it's trying to you know make y'all happy. So, if, like, any fee- any input, feedback, suggestions, whatever, let us know. Like, we're not gonna get our feelings hurt. Like, I mean, I will, but I won't tell it to you until mm-hmm. I you know pop up on Twitter. But like, let us know any feedback because we want to cater this towards y'all and 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 really you know get through this off season together. Absolutely. That is our goal. One day at a time, one podcast at a time. We will do that for everyone. All right, Marler, we're going to post those, the graphics with our our rankings for our top 20 office characters. Vote on those, please. If you have not yet, please go Saturday Down South podcast group on Facebook. Join it. Make sure that you're following all of our great content on social media at SDS, at Fern Funquist, at CG O'Gara, at the SDS Pod. Make sure that you're following all of our great stuff that we have going up right now. We're going all over the place. There's so much different content that is on SaturdayDownSouth.com right just now. Seriously, click on the homepage. I promise if you're bored, you're looking for something to do, you're like, oh, this podcast is ending. I've got nothing to do now. Go click around. I promise you're going to find something that's interesting. I'm not just saying that. I truly mean that. We have really come together as a team, and we are doing whatever we can to provide everybody content. Marler, Coach O, Michael Scott, Dwight True. What do we need to remember? Be safe. Wash your hands. It just means more. I'm going to say Jared beats Battlestar Galactic. That's good. There you go. Talk to you guys soon.